Hello everyone and welcome to the Geek Remix Final Life is Strange spoiler cast. With this spoiler cast we're going to be covering the original Life is Strange, Before the Storm, and the Farewell episode. So we have a bunch of topics and some viewer questions. Um, people had a lot of questions obviously for this podcast episode so we're not going to be able to get to all of them but I think that we picked out some pretty good ones. So, uh, first I thought we could... Oh, my name is Stacy, And I'm Mari. Um, so first I thought we could kind of talk, like, a little bit about, like, our thoughts on the games and, like, a couple different topics, and then we can get into, like, more specific questions that people had. So, first off, I thought it would be interesting to talk about, like, our thoughts on the games and how they connect together. What do you mean? And, like, so, like... Obviously, Before the Storm is a prequel. Farewell is a, like, prequel to the prequel. So, like, how do you think that those stories... How do you think they did with, like, interconnecting those stories, basically? I think thematically telling the story progressively backwards is kind of a cool idea. And mm -hmm. it kind of matches up with the themes of how the story... Has, you know, with time travel and things out of order and jumping back and forward. So... So, telling it, like, in reverse is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I would also like to know, I don't know if I would ever want to recommend this, but maybe how somebody would feel if they played it in chronological order. Like, Honestly, if somebody, I feel like if somebody played it through chronologically, they would hate Max. Yeah, I honestly I do too. So it's like somebody I or, or they might not hate her, but they would at the very least like. But I feel like people's interpretations of characters would be drastically different. Yeah. Because in the first one, you know, we'll get into this later with Well, and of people... course it would ruin the whole reveal for the original. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just wonder, like, I wonder what the emotional investment in different people would be. Like, I remember people being like... <sighs> When the original uh, series came out, people's interpretation of Rachel, I was like, everyone needs to, like, chill out. Like, you're always going to hear bullshit gossip about somebody, even if they're dead. Like, you can take it or leave it. It was kind of surprising how many people, like, bought into it, though. Yeah. You know? I think it was because everyone was looking for the mystery and trying to find who the bad guy was. But at yeah. the same time, I feel as if, like, a lot of the fandom you know, will have a very clear villain, and so for some reason they still want to attack the female leads in the game. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I pointed Max out as being kind of like a butthead when she uses time travel to manipulate people. I'm guilty of it. But, you know, when people are saying, like, Chloe is a monster or whatever, and Rachel's a monster. At any given point... All of the female characters have been called monsters. I know. Every single female character, like, I think the only one who escaped that was probably Kate. And even then they were like, well, she's religious, so she deserved it. Because she probably hates everybody else. And everyone was like, no, 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 what? No. I saw some crazy-ass posts where they were like, <laughs> I found a bottle of wine in her room. That means she's getting drunk on a regular basis and sucking... Jefferson's dick consensually. <laughs> I was like, first of all, so what if she drinks? Second of all, she's his student. Like, even if it was quote unquote consensual, he's still the predator. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like, okay, one valid criticism 
is that like all the bad the bad guys in Life is Strange series is men, but I also feel this is a female centric story. AJ, I don't want you to do that anymore. This is a female centric story, and one thing that I notice in like female uh, superhero movies and stuff, I really don't want you to do that anymore. Or like female based stories is that they'll have the other have the villain be female so that meh and sometimes, you know, the villains Wait, are where? Gonna, uh Catwoman like whenever they make movies and stuff. Uh Wonder Woman villain is a guy. Uh Jessica Jones villain is a guy. You're right, you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. I just was thinking about like whatever. Doesn't matter. Um I just think that sometimes dudes are shitty, but, like, not all the time. And I think it's a valid point to say that, you know, all the bad people are men and none of the bad, of the distinctly bad people are women. But at the same time, it's kind of a stretch for some people to be like, Rachel's evil, you know? Hmm. Um. I'm trying to validate both sides, but I feel like I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm, I want to be like and see where you're coming from. He, here's the thing though, like I didn't feel like I didn't I didn't feel like it was like an overwhelming issue that the quote unquote bad people were guys because it's not like there were that many. I didn't think it was an issue to either, but I think if <laughs> I think that um, if if other people are seeing it as a pattern and I can't dispute that it's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it's an issue, but I see that it's a pattern. Yeah. You know? But what I'm saying is I feel like people in general are really reaching just, to I've... make female characters more evil than they are. Yeah. I Here's the thing. I feel like if they had made this a story where it was like, oh, like, all the leads are women... And the, the like, serial killer is a woman, and the drug dealers are women. So people would never have swallowed that story. No. No. <laughs> people would have been like, there's too many, just too many women in this story. I also think it's a female-centric story, and to be honest, if it's going to resonate a little better if the sexual predators are... Well, yeah, I mean, especially because... Not like, saying that woman-on-woman -woman sexual assault doesn't exist. I just feel like, yeah. in terms of the society we live in today, it might be statistically more common. Yeah. So, um, thoughts on how the game's connected together. Like, so, I thought it was very interesting for them, obviously, to, like, make a prequel like, showing Chloe and Rachel, I think that it gives you a, a lot more... Well, I hope it gave people a lot more sympathy for Chloe's character. I think and it like did. And, like, how she felt about things. And you know what, like, really irritated me? Is that those were all things that, like, the original game talks about. It's just that before the storm actually shows it... I like, none of, the, none of the stuff that they put in that game was, like, like, you knew that Max abandoned her, you knew that she felt abandoned by Rachel, you knew that she, like, was having issues with, like, David and Joyce, and yet people still, like, tore her down, and then, like, before the storm comes around, and, like, people are like, oh, I get it. I think it's, it's not, 
I think a lot of people, including you and me, like sometimes it's it's hard to see all of somebody. You see someone for who they are right now. Like you meet someone, mm-hmm. and they're being kind of a huge dick, and you know. Yes, they've been through a bunch of shit, but at the same time, you're like, but you're being a dick right now. And that can be hard for people to conceptualize unless they, like, see it and experience it and feel it in a real way rather than it being told to them, Mm -hmm. you know? I think for you and I, for certain subjects, we're a little bit more, like, sensitive to that kind of thing. Because we can relate to it. Yeah. And not everybody has the same life experiences. Like, remember, and not to be like, poor Nathan. Like, we feel bad for Nathan, but he don't be his friend. Um, remember when we found his, like, school reports and everybody was like... Like, when we saw it, we were like, oh, no, this kid's, like, something bad has happened to him. Yeah, yeah, like, this poor kid, that type be- of thing. Like, it was saying, like, how he was acting out in class, how he was, like doing certain things, and we're like, oh, this is, like, very clear signs of a Some child. Sort of abuse. A child neglect, going through yeah. abuse or, P- like, childhood PTSD or whatever. Trauma. Like, trauma. Like, that's how kids act. But other people were like, see? He acts up in class, and he, like, he tried to destroy the Tobanga. He's clearly insane! And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he is clearly insane because he has a psychotic disorder, and he's being severely abused. Like, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's hard for people to, like, you know, you, you can hear about it, but you can interpret it completely different if you don't see the actual events unfold in front of your eyes. Yeah. I guess it was just, it was, like, really disheartening to see how many people, like, really have no clue, like, what mental illness is about. Yeah, it really does suck a lot. One of the things that we talked about in the original series was, like, like, I remember when they, it's, like, when they reveal, like, the medication that Nathan is on, which is a medication that I take. And, like, the things that, like, people, like, like people, like, going on, like, like, Wikipedia and, like, reading about it and, like, pretending that they're, like, doctors... Not pretending, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they... Playing, it, playing Wikipedia doctor and being like, well, I read on Wikipedia that it's, like, an antipsychotic. And, and I then was people like, just straight up making things up. And I was like, you just made that up, dude. That's, yeah. like, not real. I think some people would be like, well, he could be bipolar, and he could have, like, done something nice, had a bipolar swing, and attacked Kate, and then had another swing. And I was like, that's a lot of mood changes. Eat for one person in one night. That's like, not how... That's not how it works. You're yeah. not, like, fucking Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, yeah. okay? You're not She-Hulk. Yeah. Chill out. Um, also, wanted to talk about maybe some of our favorite moments from the games. So, like, what are... Or, like, favorite or, like, most memorable moments? Because, um, and I can start with one of mine. So, like, probably one of, like the cutest moments for me was the scene where uh, Max and Chloe break into the pool. I was gonna say that, you bee. <laughs> it's just, I like, like, as soon as you said that out loud, I was like, oh, pool scene. Yeah. There's an otter in my water. I know. I just found that really cute, and it just, like, that was one of those, like, little moments that just felt, like, so genuinely, like, I don't know, just felt so real. It's just a, yeah, a real human connection. Like, a real, like, human moment between the two characters. Um, 
let me think. And then, you know, the, the moment where, uh, Chloe and Rachel are like sitting on the train and they're talking to each other and they like share the headphones and stuff. I thought that was really cute. The human moments are pretty, like, that's what makes it, that's the thing that draws you in, I think. Yeah. Um, and showing, you know, showing how Chloe and Max, you know, got to, you know, interacted with each other, like, in the farewell episode, like, I mean, that was basically, like, an entire human moment episode that I just, you know... It was really cool to see it because it's like you hear their friendship talked about in the original game, but to see just like a like a quick like episode of it was just really nice. Um, did you have any least favorite moments? Um Hmm. It's tough to do least favorite because at the same like at the same time that there are some like quote unquote even if it's like a least favorite, it's like okay, but it's necessary to the story. Yeah, you know I'm trying I mean? to think of one that like, I was just like, this doesn't, like, make sense to me in terms of story and stuff. Um, the Usually one... that's the things that I don't like, where I'm like, what? What are you talking about? The one thing that I maybe would have, would say was the after credits scene for Before the Storm for showing showing Rachel in the darkroom. Yeah, I mean, we all know it's going to happen. Just relax. Yeah. We, we got it. We know it's going to be sad. You don't, like, I get it, art is sad or whatever the fuck, but, like, you didn't, I'm not, I guess it's going to sound like I'm being a big baby and I just want happily ever afters or whatever, but you know it's going to happen and you're trying to savor that, like, good moment, that, that moment in time where Rachel and Chloe were happy together. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, remember this dark thing that happens? And you're like, yeah, I mean, I remember but Thanks. don't forget, she's going to die. And you're like, and it, and it just didn't feel like it fit. Yeah. It felt like, I get it, you know, it needs to be said or whatever, but did it need to be well, said? Well, see here, but here's the difference, though, is I feel like that, that, the way that, the, okay, so the way. I felt like it was just trying to be dark just to be dark. So the way that Before the Storm ends and the way that Farewell ends are kind of similar in that they both, like, come back with this reminder of, like, yeah, but everything's going to shit. And you know that everything's going to shit. But I, for some reason, I felt like in Farewell it was almost necessary to show that. Like, to show the moment where, like, Chloe is crying and sad and, like, you know that Max is, like, not going to stay in touch with her mm-hmm. for for some reason for me that felt that I don't know like for me I think a lot of life is strange's themes revolve around emotional manipulation no <laughs> about enjoying the moment manipulating the emotions of the viewer <laughs> enjoying the moments in time that you have with the people you care about, even though you know it's going to end badly. Because that's literally what life is. Like, nothing lasts forever and blah, blah, blah. So you just need to enjoy what you have and make the memories so you can look back on them. Like, in before in the original series, like, I think the theme was, like, if you get a second chance to hang out with Chloe, because imagine, like, we hadn't seen each other for five years. I walk into the bathroom... And you got shot in the stomach, and I'd be like, God damn it, why didn't I call her 
all those years. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have a second chance. And then you get a second chance to hang out with Chloe for five days. Mm -hmm. And it's dope. And you get to have those memories. You get to remember her and see who she became and all that junk. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. And in... Are you recording this? Yeah, it's recording. What? Are you supposed to be recording it on that? No, I'm... Re look, it's on the video oh, file. you had Audacity open, so I was confused. It's okay. Don't worry. Okay. What was I saying? And in Before the Storm, it's all about... You know that Rachel's gonna die, but you're making the memories now. And what memories you make still matter. Because... Yeah. Because you gave her a good life, just like how you gave Chloe. Like Chloe says at the end of the original Life is Train series, no matter what happens, no matter what like universe I end up in or dead, what the time we had together was real. You made me feel this way, and it matters. It matters to me that I got to have this. Yeah, so it's interesting that you bring that up because that kind of transitions to another topic that I wanted to talk about, which mm -hmm. was how I feel like some people obviously felt that... Um, in both of, in pretty much all of these, like, it, the game, like, some people felt as though the games give you the illusion of choice, mm -hmm. but that it really all boils down to, like, one or two decisions, and to address that, I kind of felt like that was the point, where, whereas I feel like... Like, if, if Mass Effect or whatever, that's different, because the theme isn't about moments in time. Yeah, so, if for in, for if for instance, we'll just take Telltale Games as an example, maybe. Like, whereas, or, or just other choice-based games. Like, where another choice-based game might kind of all boil down to, like, a single choke point decision at the end through, like, lazy writing. I feel like the whole point of Life is Strange was to show that, like... Even if you end up in the very same place, your journey and your life is what matters. Because in real life, uh, just, I mean, spoiler alert, we all die at the end. Like, we're all heading towards the same place. And so, like, if you look at it like that, you know... It's important what you do today. Yeah, like, we, you, but your decisions still matter. Like, you don't... Be, like, it, it would be such a depressing take on life to be like... Oh, like, well, I'm just going to end up dying one day, so nothing I do matters. I also feel like um, in the original series, a lot of the mechanics and themes were kind of like a play on the adventure uh, choice-based system kind of thing with the rewinding. You know how people are like, oh, no, I wanted to see the different outcomes to that. Let me rewind. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like a thing you desire when you play a story-based uh, choose your own adventure game. Like, you want to see all the outcomes. So they gave you that option. But then they were like, if you really had that option, would it really be that great? And and also, like, would it <clears throat> really change anything in the end, aside from, like, the things that you went through at the time? But does it actually change the outcome? Yeah, and it's just, like, a lot of it was, I think, were they were using the idea of gaming your life Mm -hmm. as a way to show you certain things. So I feel like the theme was centered around, like, your choices matter because it was you. And yeah. It, it, it matters. And, like, when you're able to rewind your choices, it doesn't feel as powerful now that you have that power, you know? And a lot of people were really mad that you couldn't, like, a lot of the choices they thought were correct ended up being bad. But if a game gives you the ability to constantly rewind all the time, there needs 
to be something that bad that happens because life is strange. Well, and I mean, also, like, there are plenty of times in life where you think you're making a good decision and it actually ends horribly. That was one of the themes of the story, too, because... Well, because it's like you're trying to, like, you're trying to, like, outmaneuver and, like, overfix things. You know, like, it's like you're meddling. Yeah, one of the themes of the game was Max has to grow up and learn that even if she was trying to be a good person and trying to help, she's still messed up and she still needs to say sorry and fix it. Like, that's what happens in life where you think you're trying to do the right thing, but really you might have been doing something a little selfish and it might have hurt somebody. It's like the whole thing with Alyssa. If you mm-hmm. save Alyssa every single time... She doesn't trust you. She doesn't trust you because you're acting like a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people can be mad about that because you're like, wait, but I was doing the right thing. And That's like, not fair. I should be, like, getting kindness points. Blah, I, yeah, blah, blah. I should be getting rewarded for, like, doing these things. And it's like, well, yeah, no one's saying that you shouldn't, like, do nice things in life. But in real life, you wouldn't have the opportunity to, like, rewind time. Kind of like with nice guy points, where it's like, wait, I did nice things for you. How come the video game algorithm doesn't have you in love with me yet? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes in real life, you know, you can be ki- You should be doing nice things because it's the right thing to do. And you'll and the reward is that you'll like yourself more. Mm-hmm. The reward is for yourself, not to gain things. Because if you're a mean butthead all the time chances are you're going to think that other people are thinking the same things of you. But if you're a nice person, you'll like yourself more and you'll be happier. And that's the reward. Even if other people don't reward you for it, you can always reward yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like also like, are you happy with yourself as a person or do you need other people to validate validate like what you know is right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, you know, it's, it's the same thing with like a whole bunch of things about yourself. Like, do you do, do you do nice things for other people because you think that you're going to get something out of it? Are you nice to people because you think that that's what you should do, but not because that's what you want to do? Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when people talk about that whole, like, well, but like if there weren't any laws then everyone would just murder each other. And it's like, Okay. And then how did we get to this stage yet? Yeah. There was a time where there were no laws. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously, like, yes, we should have laws. But at the same time, if all that's stopping you is, like, from, like, murdering people is, you know, it's one thing for it's, like, you know, speed limits help traffic accidents. But, like, if the only thing that's preventing you from murdering people is a system of law and not because you don't actually want to murder people... The, you know, that's, like, a whole different issue. Um, what do you wish the games would have done differently? Um, hmm. I mean, I don't want things to be done differently, but I hope in the future... Or, like... I, like, I think, I hope in the future, in, in future games, changes can be made where... So you wouldn't have changed anything about the games? I don't know... I have a weird feeling, like, I get, one thing I would have liked if, if there was, like, even maybe like, one of the main characters was Native American, if they were going to use so much Native American ideas, for sure, and, like, every time I bring this up, everyone yells at me, but I don't care, I know it's the right thing to say. I think, you know, if they're going to have that much, like, 
use of Native American ideas and theology and like symbolism, symbolism, symbolism and stuff. Like they should at least have had one of the main characters be Native American. Yeah, I wonder though if that would have set up the whole like mystical Native American trope, though. Yeah, I know. There's like no right answer, but I. I, think... I mean, I feel like I mean. I mean, obviously, it depends, like, how they did it. I would just, I would hate to see, like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to include a Native American character, and then it ends up just being, like... Because, you know, because it, it can't be Max. No, it can't. Or but could I mean, it, or maybe Chloe could have... Like, it doesn't, you know? Well, it could have so, been... Something important to keep in mind, though, is that uh, before the storm... Like, Deck Nine confirmed before the game even came out that, like, nobody has any mystical powers. So, making one of those characters... Would have been cool. I just think that, like, I think, um... Don't Nod... A lot of the lines they had about Native Americans were a little bit... Uh, I don't want to say ignorant, because that's, like, a loaded word, but... Not well-informed. Yeah. Because... Miss Grant says, like, oh, the Native Americans and white settlers got along. And I was like, um, no, they did not. Not eat. Like, I looked it up. Like, every yeah. American kid would know that. Well, yeah, that was, a, that, it's also a bit on a, like, a tribe-by-tribe -tribe basis, too. But, like, but even yeah, overall, it's just, like, even other things where you see, like, I mean, was, was she the... supposed to be informed on that, though? Like, I didn't take that as her opinion was supposed to be right. I, mm, it, it's just the whole thing. I mean, you would think that she would know. Being, like, it's... <laughs> you think being an American that she would have the right idea? I would think that she would have a science... Her being a science... A chemistry... Whatever teacher. And, like, her talking as if she knew what they were... She was talking about, like... I don't know. I just... There were, like, some other yeah. things that in the game where I was like, that's cool and everything, but you have got to, like... Be a li it's somebody else. It's like they don't live there and everything, and I'm, they were taking a lot of influences from uh, Twin Peaks and everything, which had a lot of Native American stuff in it. Yeah. And I can understand if they didn't know, but now I'm telling you. So now you know, and you don't have an excuse anymore. Yeah. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Like, please try in the future to be a little bit more aware of those types of things, because I can imagine if someone, if some, like, Americans made a game about, like, Japanese stuff. And then they were like, oh, but all the characters are white and there's no Japanese people in the entire game. I'd be like, oh, is this Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Thanks, cool. Like, I don't want to play this anymore. I'd be annoyed. Because it'd be like, oh, you think the stuff I have is cool, but you don't think I'm cool. Mm-hmm. So, that's just how I see it. I just want to be more... Aware. Yeah. Well, and see, here's the thing, is that, like... This isn't only a, like, criticism. This was also some... This is something that you could use to, like, strengthen the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes when we make comments about, like, wanting more diversity and, like, stuff like that, that people are like, oh, like, you're just, like, you're just criticizing and you just think... It's like, well, no, like, because if you... If you weave these... Th if you don't just, like, include them as a character, but you you actually, like, weave it into the story, like, you can actually make, like, a really cool you know, I don't know, like, that could that could be an opportunity to make, like, a cool commentary on, like, how... Well, like, you know how Black Panther came out, and it was so new and different, and they were able to say things that, like, aren't as easy to say about, like, Captain America, 
you know, that was like a whole bunch of like new cool ideas with new themes that like usually aren't covered in superhero book movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And with the X-Men movies, it resonated with a lot of move- people too because it was about homophobia, which was originally about racism in the comic. But what I'm saying is, if you're willing to try new things that other people haven't done, you're opening a lot of windows to try- to having a completely new experience that people will find refreshing. Yeah. I think so. So I mean it's 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 an opportunity. I feel like I feel like some people look at it as if it's like a like a hindrance, like, oh, we have to include like more diversity and it's like, well actually like You're opening up more doors. Because it allows you to include like themes that like are not usually included in games or whatever. Yeah, you can I mean, include perspectives that usually are either ignored or omitted because it makes people uncomfortable. Even just the aspect of, you know, Max and Chloe having the potential for a romantic relationship and Chloe and Rachel having the potential for a romantic relationship. Yeah, that is, opened so is many already, doors. you know, a very different I like I can't imagine seeing a game like this ten years ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and it opens so many doors, like as like yeah, love is love, but you know, love between a woman and a woman is slightly different thematically and in terms of experience and like than... and the thing is is that in these games it didn't it didn't just feel like oh they like shoehorned diversity in here like i felt like the relationships felt that's what this game was about you know yeah. and it well and it also just felt were you about to try to get the get what well that's oh you you did the thing no i i thought it was going to end soon so i thought i'd have to change the video oh um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, that it, it can, it, it can only add, you know, if that's, like, the direction that you want to go in. Yeah, um, it's not like, I feel, yeah, it definitely adds more possibilities and, and, and things you can do with your story. I don't see why people say, like, diversity limits people. Well, I think that one of the reasons that people feel that way is because it can be hard to do well if that's not something that the, the you know, whoever is creating the media is accustomed. Like, if you have a team that is, say, like, all white or straight or whatever, than writing outside your purview. Are you saying that they would have to, like, hire gay and non-white people or something? I'm just saying, like, I think that, like, people tend to, like, I mean, this isn't a stretch to say that a lot of people's instinct is to write what they know Mm -hmm. and to, because, you know, it's like, it's like, you don't want to fuck it up. And I get that. But it's like, you also have to then make the conscious decision that you're either going to hire somebody on the team that has personal experience with whatever you're trying to write about or that you're going to say, hey, we're going to have a like somebody else outside the team look at our script or look at our plan. A sensitivity plan. Um, consultant? Or, or like a diversity consultant, yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's just like when I hear that, it doesn't feel like a big deal to, to add that to your writing staff, you know? But I really... I'm not, like, saying that, like, oh, yes, it's a good excuse. I can just, I, I can understand how it happens. Yeah, I mean, because when I someone think that, questions the status quo, it's a little, it's difficult. Because I just, I feel like this has really, like, it, like, the, 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 the desire that people have for these types of things has, like, really taken off over the past, like, really, like, five years, ten mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and like, so, I mean, I can kind of understand how some people who have maybe been creating games for a while or whatever, like, that they're, they're kind of like, oh shit, this is like this whole new, like, thing, and people are like, actually, it's not really, like, you know, this is my, minorities have been around forever. <laughs> like, they haven't just suddenly appeared. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it would, it would, that would be cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what are your hopes for season two? So, to, hold on, to clarify one thing, though, because a lot of people were asking about this, Don't Nod has confirmed that season two will be with an all-new cast. I'm, I, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Always. But I just wanted to, like, let people know that going into this, because, the, you know, obviously we're not going to... We already know that that's where it's going. Because, like, a lot of people ask questions about, like, oh, like, do you think it's going to focus on, like, another kid character or, like, whatever? But it's going to be an all-new cast. Um, I hope that they maintain, like, that the main character is, is an artist of some sort because I feel like that's a main theme. A creative type? Yeah, a, a creative type, yeah. A main theme that really holds... Um, Life is Strange together. Even when it was from Chloe's perspective, Chloe was still a very uh, expressive and creative person in Before the Storm. I hope that. I also hope that um, the character, male, female, or in between, um, you know, whatever they are, I hope that, like, you know, we can have uh, not, I don't want to say not straight, but, like, you know... Um, it just would be cool if they were, if they did the same kind of bold move back in 2015 by having the lead character be a girl, a teenage, uh, queer girl, or... I would love to see, like, a queer male lead, actually. Yeah. So, male or female or whatever, I just want them to make a bold move with who the main character would be. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I'm not saying that that's, like, the only... Like, obviously, whatever... It can they, be anything, just as long be, as it's bold, you know? Like, whatever it is that it's something... It's a perspective that not many people are willing to have as their main character. Yeah. That's what I would like, because I really enjoyed being able to have Max as somebody who, like, has something... I don't want to say different, but, like... Different than other leads. Well, and even, like, and it's not like, it's not like Max is, quote-unquote, like, shoehorned into a relationship with Chloe. Like, you have the option of going that way, but you don't have to. So, like, I'm okay with them having it be, like, an option. You know what I mean? I just, just would as, like, like it, whatever yeah. the whatever the direction that they choose to go is, just that it's something that I feel like this game was really important for a lot of people that don't usually see themselves represented in games mm -hmm. or that want to see, like, you know, I just, like, I look at how many people, like, enjoyed playing this game that were either, like, queer or had a mental illness or, like, w you know, whatever, and they wanted to see a representation, uh, like, or they're, like, really creative. They're not, like, they, maybe they feel like they don't fit in. And mm -hmm. I feel like this, like, Life is Strange really spoke to a lot of people. A lot of people from very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I just hope that they can repeat on that success in whatever way they choose to do it, mm -hmm. that they somehow do that again. Yeah, I just, I want them to make a, a, a bold move. Be like, I don't, it doesn't have to be a queer girl. It can be anything. I just want them to 
and and I trust them to be able to do a pretty good job with whatever character they create. So I hope it's something that is not usually done, mm -hmm. you know, because they did they they've been they made bold moves. They had with the Remember Me, they had a a a, a black woman as their main character, mm -hmm. main playable character. That's a bold move. And for Life is Strange, they're like, no, we're having you know, a queer teenage girl, and that's, and for 2015, I know that it's 2018 now, and, you know, whatever, but that was pretty big deal. Yeah. That's a really big deal, because people get really shitty well, about teenagers being gay for some reason. You know that it was a really big deal, because people started, when, when it was, like, even hinted that, like, that might be the case, people got, like, really, like, animated about it. Yeah, and like Ellie from The Last of Us when she when they were like, Yeah, here's her like kissing her girlfriend at age fourteen, they're like, There's no way you can know you're gay when you're fourteen and I was like, Well how do you know you're straight when you're fourteen? That's that right. And you're like, Alright. That was so ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that remember, was a okay. That I'm, was a bold move and I just would like it if they did another bold move like that. And I feel like they're brave enough and they're confident enough to pull it off. I have a question. When do you remember, like, how old you were when you had your first crush? On a woman? No, just first crush in general. <laughs> like two years old. I yeah. like, like, what kindergarten? Yeah. You know. See, that's the thing. It's like I remember having, I remember having like crushes when I was like literally in like first grade, which is like what yeah, six or seven normal. years old. And you're allowed to do that. Yeah, and I mean it's not the same as a crush that you have when you're fourteen, but still, like. I just always think it's so ridiculous when people are like, oh, like, how would somebody know at that age? And it's like, wah! How did you know? How did you know? Exactly. Yeah. Don't say anything if you don't know. So. Um, alright. So, did you have any other thoughts on, like, topics of the games or things that you want to talk about before we start getting into some questions? Um, I don't think so. Okay. We're starting out with a great question. What do you think about how some people view Chloe and Rachel or Chloe and Max's relationships as manipulative? The game doesn't really give Chloe the option to say no to things that Rachel does, but as Max, you can say no to things that Chloe suggests. What do you think about the differences in how these relationships are portrayed? Maybe it, like, you know, I respect other people's personal experiences, and she might remind people of certain things, but I never personally felt manipulated by Chloe because I always felt like I understood where she was coming from with the different things she did. However, like if I was had a different experience where different shit happened, um, you know, I'd feel that way. Like when everyone was like super pissed at Chloe for being mad at Max for answering her about phone. The phone call. And yeah. I was like, okay, like I get it, she's mad, but first of all, it's super rude to answer your phone when you're hanging out with somebody, unless it's like, hold on, like I need to do this. But, and, and so it's not like she says, hold on, this is my friend who's having a really hard time right now, which then would make Chloe the asshole. You yeah. Know? If Chloe, if Chloe after, were to keep going at that point. After Chloe found out it was Kate calling Max, she straight up apologizes. But like, from Chloe's point of view, Max had just abandoned her for five years, and this is the first time her and Max are, like, seriously hanging out. Yeah. So she's going to have anxiety about Max not thinking she's important. Oh, man. And, like, when you play through, like, the other episodes, and you, and it really, like, shows you, 
yeah, like, you think she might have a little anxiety about, like, being ignored or being abandoned? Yeah, so, so I feel like I understood where she was coming from whenever she was being like, hey, hey, look at me, pay attention to me, because nobody else is giving her positive attention at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And also, Max was like, I'll never leave you, JK, bye. Like, I could understand why she was acting the way she was, but... I can also understand if somebody had a different life experience than me that that would be, like, well, it's kind a red of, flag. It reminds me of, like, you know, people have different, people always have different dating experiences. Mm-hmm. And so something that, like, a person does on a date to one person might be no big deal and to another person is, like, whoa, like, danger signs. Like, yeah, yeah, no zone, no, yeah. no. So, um... Like, for me, I'm very sensitive to people, like, being snappy. Mm-hmm. Simply because it's just, like, I don't like it when people are just, so, like, too, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure they have, everyone has their own reasons, but it's, like, Well, and everyone ugh. has their own, like, tolerance to, like, behavior like that, you know? Yeah. And it's also, like, I feel like you tolerate me being snappy pretty well, but, like, yeah, we've but also been because... close friends for, like, seven years. Yeah, and I so don't, like, different. take it personally, and also, like, you're just, you know... Sometimes you're grumpy, and that's okay. I think it's cute. Oh, no. <laughs> when you get grumpy, I'm like, she's hungry. <laughs> and I'm, like, not intimidated it's by like, it. It's like when, like, a little dog is like, Rah! And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like grumpy. Yeah, like when, you know, my parents' Mac. dog, Mac, yeah. I pick it up, and he's like, Rah! And you're like, yeah, no one's going to take you seriously. <laughs> Come on. Um. Personally, I never felt, I never felt manipulated by either Chloe or Rachel, like, in either of the games, Mm -hmm. Uh, but like you said, I can definitely see where, see, but the thing is, is that in both of those instances, I was pretty much, like, along for the ride with whatever they suggested. Yeah. So it's like, when they were saying, like, let's do this thing, I was like, yeah, I'm totally in, and I could totally see if I was somebody playing the game who wasn't down with the decisions that they were making that it might have felt differently, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if the game doesn't give you the options to kind of, like, be true to, like, what you think your response would be, like, I felt like the game almost... Was in, in your brain. Yeah, like, I felt like, you know, oh, yeah, like, I can do, like, what I what I would do, but, like, if somebody didn't feel that way, if they didn't feel that their, like, natural choices were represented by what the game offers then I could definitely see them feeling, like, a little manipulated because they're like, oh, well, like, I have to go along with, like, what it's telling me to do. I don't have a choice. And, you know, the one thing that really, I was like, Rachel's not manipulating us. She tried to, like, take the bullet for us, and we wouldn't let her. Yeah. Yeah. That one is, like, for sure. So. I'm just opening up another video. Ignore me. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, and I mean, obviously, like, we will have different experiences with these things because we've obviously, I don't know how to explain it, like, we have had our own experiences with, like, mental health stuff. So, like, people, I don't know, like, being teenagers and, like, being, um, what's the word, like, spontaneous or, like, inconsistent? or Impulsive. Like, what, impulsive, that's the word. Where I'm like, like yeah, people, duh. People being <laughs> impulsive, like, that doesn't really, like, that doesn't bother me or scare me in any way. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I there definitely been times in my life where I've been like very impulsive and spontaneous and so like to see other people acting that way I'm just like oh that's how people are you know but if somebody is maybe not used to dealing with that or doesn't want to for whatever reason like I could see where that might be a little off-putting so I I just I, don't agree and you're all wrong I <laughs> I mean I like I don't agree but I feel like it's okay for them to have their own feelings about it. But I don't like it that people made... I, just... I think that a lot of people took the gossip about Rachel and Chloe way too seriously. And I was like, you guys know what gossip is? Have nobody Has nobody ever started a rumor about you that wasn't true? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah, And we were sure. like, well, Rachel consensually had sex with Mr. Jefferson. I was like, <laughs> she you... was a teenager! Well, but it's like, yeah, but like you said, though, um, I... It, kind of surprising at how many people just like took that at face value and it's like I remember having rumors started about me when you know when you're like a high schooler or like in middle school and whatever and it's like to see it when you see it play out in a game you're like oh yeah maybe I should take this with a grain of salt that people are saying this. also your reaction shouldn't be ew what a slut it should be oh my god is she okay <laughs> Yeah. Like, is, why is no one doing anything about that? Like, that's what your reaction should be. Oh, my God. Is she okay? What should we do to stop this? Yeah. Like, not, ew, why did she do that? Like, no, dude. Like, kids are, like, babies. Like, even with Nathan, I feel, I'm like, you know, don't, as I said, I don't want anyone to listen to me and be like, I should befriend the weirdo at school. No. If someone's acting violent, don't be their friend, but don't be mean to them. Yeah. And just be like, you know, try no, no, and like, I get feel, them I help. feel like what you're trying to say is like, don't feel like you have to be the one to fix them. Not, yeah. Not like, not like. Uh, yeah. Like, if somebody's, you know, acting out like violently, like how Nathan does, it is not your responsibility to fix them. And if they hurt you, get the fuck out. But at the same time, I have sympathy for him. He has a mental illness, and he's a teenager, which is extremely hard for people who go through that. And, and I feel uh, like it's very hard for people who have not been in that place to understand what it's like. And he was manipulated by an adult, and, like, stuff like a that. A couple and, adults. And yes, yes, he killed somebody, and he should be held responsible for that. But he should also be getting help for his mental illness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, anyone under 20, like, I'm always, like... I don't know, like, like I take responsibility for things you did, but at the same time, like, you're still a kid kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you wish that they would have extended the farewell episode, and what else would you have liked to see? I don't know. I feel like it, it was already more than I thought it, I was going to get. Yeah. Um, I felt like... I mean, I felt like it was really... I felt like it was good. And I felt like it did a good job of showing, like, a, like a little vignette of, like, Chloe and Max's friendship. But also, it, it was more than just, like, oh, here's, like, a nice farewell between friends. Like, I feel like what they created that for was really, like, the purpose was to show, like, Chloe's trauma from Max leaving and abandoning her, you know? Um... I don't think that that episode was just created to be, like, a sweet, cute little thing. 
Like, I feel like they purposely included the scenes at the end. Showing to... Chloe's hurt at the end, I was like, finally, everyone's going to feel real bad about <laughs> about Megan saying Chloe's a butthead. Yeah, so um, on that note, oh, what was I going to say? Hold on, there was another... Um, hold on one second. I'm trying to find Chloe crush one or what? No. Oh, oh, okay. So I haven't said anything about my hair. I saw it. Yeah, but you didn't say anything. I liked the photo on Instagram. Is That's. That... Th are you serious? Yeah. You can, that I don't even know if you like things on Instagram. You have to say it to me in real life. What? It looks fine. I can't believe you just said that to me. <laughs> You're supposed to say it looks good. I mean, you have it up in this, like, weird pseudo, like, what is, what are you even doing with it I'm right now? I'm playing with it, but, like, what do you think of it? It what looks you... good. Thank it, you. It looks the same as when you got it done last time. I know, it? but, like, you still should say something. Okay. Um, how did Before the Storm influence your thoughts on the first Life is Strange? For example, while I at first thought Chloe was being too hard on Max about leaving, after Before the Storm, I understand her a lot more, and I think she's a saint for not feeling even more bitter towards Max. So how did Before the Storm influence your thoughts on the, on the original Life I was just like, I was right about everything. Rachel's a perfect angel, and you all believe stupid rumors about her. Um, no, actually, it made me, like... Because I just figured that Max and Rachel, I mean, not Max and Rachel, Chloe and Rachel were together. And I was like, they must have been really in love. But didn't really, like, you know, have an entire intricate thing about it in my head. So I was able to see, like, what exactly it was about Rachel who, that, like, really saved Chloe in a moment in her life where things were just falling apart. Mm -hmm. And even though when... Chloe gets mixed up with Rachel, and it's, like, a lot more drama and stuff. Chloe really needed somebody who actually needed her. Who was, like, on her side? A, on her side. B, needed Chloe. Like, Chloe needed to be needed. Mm-hmm. I feel. And she needed somebody who really wanted to connect with her, and Rachel was definitely there for that. Yeah. So, I feel like it kind of... I I can't imagine what 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 how Chloe would have like I just I feel like you could see that it was heading towards like so much just like self and life hatred on Chloe's part and if Rachel hadn't showed up and I'm not saying that she like rescues her but that she kind of like like she makes Chloe feel like no like you're a really cool person and you're worthwhile to be around and like they don't have to they don't have to specifically come out and say like and Max like did like abandoned you and didn't appreciate you mm -hmm. but that Rachel makes her feel like a worthwhile person even though people at school and like me, her family are not making and like Max's abandonment is making her feel not very appreciated and not worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this is a really tough spot to be in. On a related note, do you think the ending to Farewell kind of leaves a weird? This is another question. Do you think the ending to Farewell kind of leaves a weird taste to the beginning of the original Life is Strange? I don't know. It feels hard to believe that Max would be distracted by life after such a dramatic event. I don't think she was distracted by life. I think she was going through something else. 
so I felt like it was actually, uh, so I don't know if anybody else has had, like, when they were a child, had friends that, like, moved away, uh-huh. and you always say you're going to keep in touch, and you, just and you don't. don't. Yeah. Um, and, like, especially if something, like, really difficult and traumatic happened in Chloe's life, I don't feel like Max was, like, necessarily distracted by life, but it's also possible she's, that, yeah. you know, that she's either going through her own, like, grief about moving away, or that, you know, she just didn't know what to say. Or like, she was just avoiding a tough feeling. Like, avoiding... Because, I mean, it is... It's tough to be a kid who is trying to help your friend through loss. Like, Max... I'm not saying that, like, oh, this, like, is, like, gives Max, like, an excuse. This is just a reason. This is just a reason, like, an explanation for her behavior. But, like, you know, Chloe's in a really tough spot, and, you know, Max is a kid and might not have known exactly what to do about it at that point. This is also, I don't know if, what, so Life is Strange takes place in 2015, so that was... No, it takes place in 2013. 2013, so what, five years before that is 20, uh, 2008? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm wondering, like, did they... Did they have cell phones? No, they did. They did? Yeah, she's texting. They're texting each other. I just... Oh, I meant, like, when they were in middle school. Oh, whatever. Like, when they first moved away, like, I wonder, like, did they have cell phones that they could have kept in touch with each other? Like, I just... I imagine it being more like Max just doesn't know what to say and so just doesn't say anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um... I don't think that it was necessarily... And before the storm, Chloe, actually, if you look through her phone, it shows Max not, like, replying to her texts after she moves away. But that's... I thought that was later, though. No. Because they move when they're in, like, seventh grade and before the storm takes place a couple years later. No, they they move right when they were in freshman year. Right when Chloe goes into freshman year. Remember, we had a whole thing about it? But I thought that, like, at the end of Farewell is when she moves, and there's time between the end of Farewell and the beginning of Before the Storm. Now I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah. Cause she, well, because she was gone for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she leaves at the end of Farewell. So that's, like, several years before the beginning of Before the Storm. Okay. Or, or at, least a, at least a year. Time happened. Time. Um, so... But anyways, I think, I don't know, to me it felt realistic. Um, I know that, like, I had, I mean, honestly, like, I even had friends from, like, high school and college that, like, I stopped, like, really close friends from high school and college that I stopped talking to, like, as soon as I left. It's over. Bye. It's over. Like, goodbye. I've moved on. Just because, I, I mean... It just happens. It just it's that's just, just what happens sometimes. And there's like a million kids listening to this right now having crippling anxiety <laughs> about, about all the friends they've abandoned <laughs> or being abandoned or whatever. Oh yeah. You should, hey guys, guess what? Even though you're having anxiety about being abandoned by your friends, you're you, not gonna care. First of all, your friends you, are stupid. No, you will care. Yep, your friends are stupid. Stop! Don't listen to Stacy. <laughs> You will care, and it will feel bad, and it will hurt, but you'll make new friends. They're losers. Don't make friends. Okay, stop. You're fine on your own. No one's going to look out for you except for you. <laughs> Come join my apocalypse cult. No, because that's basically <laughs> relying on other people. That's how they get you. Don't listen to Stacy. She's a fucking cult leader. That's how they get you. No, don't join her cult, because as soon as, like, it always ends up, you have to fuck the cult leader to get to Jesus or whatever. No, don't listen to her. I don't want that. 
You're the one that's having the sex cult. How is that better? Because it's gonna be non-religious. It's just gonna be, this feels good, let's do it. And that's it. There's gonna be no deities. Okay. Anyways. Just because the cult word sounds good, it's not gonna actually be a cult. Uh Uh-huh. Um, how has Life is Strange affected your life personally, and what do you think its impact will be, either in general or on you, in five to ten years? Oh, I feel like it's gonna be one of those movies, but it's hard for video games to kind of be cultural cornerstones because they get outdated so quickly, but I think this is gonna be one of those games where people are like, you know, Resident Evil, or not in the, not in, like, the emotional effect, but this is a cornerstone in, like, game history. So, I feel like for the people who were affected by this game, it's completely different than all the other video games, because this is not just, like, Resident Evil, where you're, like, shooting a bunch of stuff. No, no, that's not what I meant. I meant as in, like, this is gonna be one of those, like, like PowerPoints were like, this is the year Resident Evil came out, and this is the year Final Fantasy first started doing things. Blah, blah, oh. blah. That kind of thing, where it's like, this was an important moment in gaming history. I feel not like, like. Not like, I feel emotionally touched by shooting zombies. Yeah, I feel like the impact is more like for, for the individuals. It's like for somebody who felt like, whoa, this is the first time I've seen myself reflected in a game. Either, you know, well, so the, I guess, like, I'll explain that, like, when, for me, when it comes to, like, how games have affected my life, like, years down the line, it usually doesn't come down to, like, like, the game itself. It, like, has to do more with, like, the context that it had in my life at the time. So, like, even when I look back to a game like the original StarCraft, like, the game itself, yes, was, like, really fun and playing it was fun. But, like, the thing that's memorable to me about it is that, like, I used to play against my brother, and, like, that was the part that was really fun. So, like, when I think about Life is Strange and how it affected my life and how it will, how I will look back on it in the future, I look on it as, like, all the midnight recording sessions that we had, like, all the crazy Tumblr asks that we used to get, like, all of, like, the, like, the videos that we used to make about it, and that, like encapsulates like the whole game experience for me it's not just like the game itself it's also like you know getting like the first time that we ever like were approached by like developers of a game that said hey i really like your videos and how that made me feel um you know getting to like talk to like the people that don't nod and like share our thoughts on the game and like feeling like we contributed in some small way to like the community that surrounded this game all of that stuff, to me, is, like, how Life is Strange affected my life, not just the game itself, you know? I think the game, in terms of society... Society. Is, ...is going to have, like, a similar impact as, like, let's say, Silent Hills did. Silent Hill did, because... Not, not anything beyond 4, but the first 3 were, like, pretty, like emotionally impactful for a lot of people and and I know to anybody who's never played Silent Hill is gonna be like what are you talking about (laughs) but the Silent Hill series was pretty they like put a lot of effort into like showing different people dealing with trauma differently dealing with loss differently dealing with different things and the whole point of 
like Silent Hill was that kind of thing. And also, just aesthetically and in terms of game design, it was completely new and novel, just like how Life is Strange is. So I think there's going to be a lot of people who are just, who have that same kind of level of passion mm-hmm. for that, like, strangeness and emotional impact. Because Silent Hill 2 was, like, all about people dealing with different traumas. Silent Hill 1 was, like, crazy. And Silent Hill 3 was about a girl, and, like, a lot of the monsters were, like, I don't want to get too into it, but, you know, it's the same kind of jive, I think. Yeah. it's. I feel like it's going to be an important point in, like, how the direction of games, you know, where the games became a little bit more trying to be... I don't want to say art because that's like not what I want to say. Art. More emotionally engaging. More to where the writers felt like they could really go for it in terms of writing something both weird and close to life. I I was going to say close to life. Yeah. Because I feel like this game tackles like a lot of like real issues and was not just, like, some sort of side, like, weird, quote-unquote weird indie game. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, there's always those, like, one-off, like, small games that, like, will tackle, like, mental illness and stuff like that. But I feel like this was, like, an example of, like, a game that reached a lot of people that tackled a lot of, like, really I think stuff it, that doesn't normally end up, you know... I think it opened up a lot of doors about people being more okay, like, props to Bioware as well, more okay with gay lead characters, with, um, you know, with, uh, Setsuna's sacrifice, Hellblade or whatever. Senua? Senua, Sen- Senua's sacrifice, Hellblade or whatever, where she's dealing with a mental illness. I feel like Life is Strange might have made the, made people realize that, like, storylines featuring non-mainstream characters will can do, be mainstream can be mainstream and yeah. are desired by many gamers because before life is strange there were games that like challenged the norm but this was something that blew up with characters and ideas and themes that most game publishers genuinely thought were like no Americans don't want this yeah but turns out they do um if you could further explore the story of one of the side characters, who would you choose and why? I guess Nathan, just so people could understand, like... Have more empathy? Well, here's the thing. He's, he killed somebody. That's fucking bad. And he was kind of, he was like a rapist. And actually, you know what? I take back what I said. Because I don't, I feel like there's a different character that can be used to explore those themes without them being a murderer and a rapist. Mm-hmm. So maybe not him. Maybe, yeah, never mind. I take that back. I, I think my desire is that there be more characters that explore those experiences rather than picking Nathan. Because I feel like that would be counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be really interesting to take a look at. Um, a portion of the story from Kate's experience yeah. and her experience with bullying because obviously Life is Strange like touches on that at one point but I mean I like it's it's tough for me to say like 
oh, the game handled it well or didn't handle it well because, like, I... That's not something that, like, I... My mental illness stuff was usually, like, confined to, like, myself. But, like, I think that it would be really... Like, a game would be a really interesting way to, like, put the player in the position of somebody who is being bullied and show, like, oh, yeah, so, like, you know how... In and game, going through something as traumatic as what Kate went through. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know how you think that there's supposed to be, like, a right answer that victims can give that's supposed to, like, make everything better? No. Turns out there isn't. Everyone's gonna, like, you know... Treat you like shit. Yeah. And also there's the fact that pe that the people in the game thought she deserved it because she was, I guess, what they seemed to think was slut-shaming because she was religious. It was, it was like 100% slut, yeah. Well, she well, was well, slut-shaming them. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's like... But they were, but they were also, like, slut-shaming her. Everybody was slut-shaming. Yeah, so it would be interesting because, like... Even if you do something shitty, you shouldn't be bullied. You should people should call you out and be like, "Shut yeah, up." Yeah. So, but not like set you up so you're drugged at a party. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not go full carry on her ass. All right. Yeah. So, even if she's being kind of like a jerk, I you know I I feel like that would be a really great opportunity to take a game and be like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that somebody is quote-unquote asking for it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or that they deserve it somehow. Like, there there are plenty of times in life where, you know, somebody's behavior might be really frustrating, and, like, when they get their, like, quote-unquote comeuppance, you feel somehow validated in your anger at them, mm -hmm. but, like, I mean, especially in the cases where it's, like, you know, this is, like, a, a teenager... You know, you... Uh, she got bullied to the point of trying to kill herself. Which is never cool. No. So, yeah, I feel like that would be, like, that would be a really interesting story to tell. Be tough to play. God, I can't even imagine. But I feel like... I, that... There would be a DLC side episode at most. That's <laughs> all I can handle. Yeah. Um, what are your final thoughts on Rachel? Did she live up to the image of her from the original game? I think so. I think um, I really understood why everyone thought she was so, enth like enthralling, enthralling, and like I feel like and perfect and blah blah blah. And I also got to see the part of her that other people didn't get to see and be like, see her as a real person with real pain and real experiences. And uh, I took you know before the storm as an opportunity to think, like. To, to see somebody before they were killed, basically, and understand her, and whatever. It's just, it's fine, don't worry. Um, yeah, I felt like it made it clear why Chloe was so intent on finding her. I also liked that they kind of took this person who was you know, gossiped about and stuff. I mean, the gossip stuff, like, that people took it so seriously really frustrated me because it's like, guys, you're listening to, like, opinions that are scrawled on the back of a toilet door. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This isn't evidence. This isn't, like, this isn't, like, evidence of, like, who a real person is. Like, you see graffiti all the time that, like, You ask, you listen to a girl with a pink sweatshirt on calling her a slut. Like, what do you, what? Yeah. So, I felt like it was really nice for the game to show her as, you know, like, 
a full-bodied character with her own, like, wants and desires and, like, fears and stuff. I really need water. Continue. Um, and to show her as more than just kind of, like, a pawn in the whole... Like, to show her as more than just a, like, oh, this missing girl, like, but we don't know anything about her, and she's just, like, this mystery, this enigma, or whatever. Um... We're at an hour and seven minutes. Yeah, we're almost done. Okay. Um, did you feel that Rachel's mother's story was unnecessary? I would have loved just a small story about Chloe and Rachel interacting with the other kids at school. Yeah, I mean, we all wanted just a story where Max and Chloe were just hanging out in school, too. But Rachel, Rachel, Chloe. Oh, no, oh, I meant, like, I, I just in We all wanted a nice story, but that's not what we're going to get, and the point of the game is that shitty ha things happen along with good things. If you want a nice thing, a 100% nice time, <laughs> we should play the Geek Remix game, Paranormal. Demo's coming out the end um, of the month. I've seen <laughs> screenshots from that, and I'm not so certain that it's going no, to be... No, no, no. Tess told me the story. It's actually great. It's actually totally fine. And I won't say any more. Okay. And, but everything's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Everything is fine. Nobody dies. Well, I didn't say anyone dies, but it shows you crying in a hospital bed, so, like... No, 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 no. That was a loving embrace. And nobody's seen that screenshot yet. Oh. <laughs> only you have. Really? Yeah, only, like, I haven't posted that publicly. I thought that I showed Tess it to posted you. that. She might have, maybe. I really thought Tess posted it. Maybe, but it was also something that she showed me behind the scenes, so I didn't, I didn't want to give away any spoilers. But basically... Any sad stuff you see is not as sad as it seems because it's supposed to be a good moment. Ah, I see. It's supposed to be a bonding moment. Um, I felt that the Rachel's mother story... So, I feel like where people were maybe, like, frustrated by that, I don't know, it's kind of like... Oh, like, didn't you want to just see a story where, like, nothing bad happens to anybody? Or where, like, or where life isn't complicated? And, I mean, maybe it's just because, like, my own experience was very, like, had a bunch of, like, complicated stuff. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, you know, I went through a lot of shit in my childhood. So it's like, when I see stuff like this happen, like, it doesn't seem so out of the realm of possibility to me. It's kind of like when people are like, oh, like, how realistic is it that there's, like, more than one gay person in a group of friends? It's like, it's actually very likely. Extremely, extremely super duper likely. likely. Um, <laughs> like, 100% likely. <laughs> um, or, the, like, how likely is it that there's going to be, like, more than one person with a mental illness? It's, actually, it's pretty likely. Yeah, it's actually a lot of the times when you're saying something shitty, someone's silently looking at you and hating you. Yeah. Like, someone in your group friend group is either silently suffering and thinking what or you're saying. Or knows somebody who is. Silently yeah. suffering and thinking, oh, I must not have a mental illness because my friend is a huge douchebag. <laughs> and saying douchebag things, so I'm going to invalidate how I feel and not get help. Thanks. It's 100% your fault, mystery guy that I'm imagining in my head. It's you. You did it. Your friend died. So anyways, um, I felt like the... I felt like it was also important to show that, like, Rachel's character, I don't know, that she had, like, struggles, you know, 
that it wasn't just like, oh, she just like runs away, you know? Just cause. Just cause she felt like it. Like, she's just that whimsical. Yeah. I she's your manic pixie dream girl. She has no problems of her own. She's only here to fix yours. Yeah, she's only here, and she's only here to just be like, you know, a, like quirky a, and weird. Quirky, quirky counterpart to Chloe. And like, yeah. then she just runs away for no good reason. And it's like, but that's not really how life goes. So. Well, Stacey, don't you know that girls who are kind of quirky and weird, like, they're not allowed to have their own problems. They're here to save you. Yeah. So. Did you have any other topics that you wanted to discuss before we wrap this up? Um. Any other thoughts on, like, any of the three games? Oh, you didn't do the one where, did we think Chloe had a crush on Max when they were kids? We did talk about that. Mm-mm. We didn't. Yeah, because then we said, but how unlikely is it that... Like, that, remember? Cause I asked oh, you we when... didn't, we, yeah, we covered the topic, we just didn't, co like, directly answer the question. My answer is yes, I think they get crushes on each other, and it's normal and cool. And I feel like sometimes people think that when, like, eight-year-olds are in love and I go, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, they're gay. And they go, they must think that, sometimes I feel like people think I'm thinking about it sexually when I'm not. I'm thinking about it as puppy love. Here's the thing. In my in my own personal opinion, if if like young people want to have like crushes on each other, that's cool. I personally absolutely hate it when parents do the whole like, "Oh, like make them kiss. It's so cute. Like they're going to get married." Like uh, that makes me want to barf. And I wish that they would just like leave kids alone and like let them do their own thing. And like if they want to have crushes on each other, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But like you know, it's like where they take all those, like, professional photos of kids, and they're like, make them kiss, even though they're, like, three years old and yeah, can't say like, no. Yeah, that's, like, weird. I find that very weird and strange, and, like, I mean, it's... I meant, like, when I'm like, yeah, Ellie and What's-Her-Face are gay, and everyone's like, what are you, some kind of creep pedophile? And I was like, no, they're just, what? I don't, I don't want anything to do with what they're doing. I just, um, I think it's cute, man. Just, what, what? Like, oh, yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's of their own volition. Yeah, they're doing it on their thing. Yeah. Yeah? And I'm like, that's cute. Or, like, when Chloe and, and uh, Rachel kiss, and I'm like, yeah, kiss, kiss, kiss. I'm like, yeah, because it's cute, man. I don't want to be in it. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the middle of the teenagers. I just want to be like, yes, they do that. Cool, good for you. Yeah. Love it. Like, I'm relating to it from memories from my own childhood, that well, kind of thing. that's like when we were in that, do you remember the dressing room scene? And you and I were kind of, like, sharing our experiences from, like, when we were teenagers, and some people did not like the way that we communicated that I was I was projecting myself into memories not onto Rachel I had no sexual feelings about her no 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 I like <laughs> but I mean it like I also felt kind of disheartened because it was like oh like this is like an experience that I actually lived as a queer teenager and so like I don't really want people t telling me that like oh like you can't share how you felt in situations like this because it's like you no, because I think people are just a little bit more sensitive when it's gay kids because they think it's, like, inher like inherently sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know. I feel like we watch on TV and shit all the time where a boy awkwardly sits as a girl changes and everyone's like, <laughs> it's mildly arousing, and you're like, 
okay, but then it's two girls and suddenly it's like, no! Mm-hmm. You know, like, what a, they're like, oh, what a cute, like, coming-of-age story, this teenage boy getting blown under the table in the, in the TV show, um, what's that Showtime show where it's like, it's about lower-class people? Shameless. Shameless. And, I hate that show. Yeah, I watched, like, the first ten minutes of it, and he's getting blown under the table, and I was like, this is weird and it would never happen. And everyone's, like, totally cool. cool. They're just like, yeah, he's getting a blowjob while he's tutoring, and he's getting paid. And I was like, so a teenage boy is essentially a prostitute, and and you're all, this is okay because it's the straight sexual fantasy. That's That's okay. Yeah. But if... Chloe looks at Rachel as she's getting dressed. Suddenly, it's the most depraved thing that's ever happened. Yeah, well, I mean, that just goes back to, like, how, like, when you show, like, queer romances and people will be like, well, I just don't want my kids seeing it. And it's like, well, how is this any different than them watching, like, rated R movies where straight people literally have sex with each other? And it's, like, showing the penetration. And and yet you can't show, like, two girls holding hands because it's, like, too much. We've gone too far. Too much. So I think uh, I I know everyone has different opinions about YMS your movie sex, but he has some good points where like one of his favorite movies got a, like rated like NC seventeen or some shit because it was just two gay dudes having sex mm. when and he was like, but it wasn't even like really graphic or anything. Yeah, it was just like a normal sex scene. It's just like no more graphic than uh, HBO's True Blood. Not not even. Really? Not, yeah, it was, like, just chill, like, normal, heter- like, PG-13 shit. Yeah. And he was like, it's rated R. Why? No, it was, like, rated something unreasonable, and he was like, why? You yeah, know? yeah. And he's, like, a gay for like, a, like, so. how's, like, how's it any different? Yeah, because yeah. he, he likes gay movies, because he's gay, so. Um, well, I don't think I had any more thoughts on this. I guess, like, my closing thoughts would be, like, this... These games, cumulatively, were, like, a hell of an experience, and, like, I hope that wherever they choose to go with the second season, that it, you know, I don't want it to be exactly the same, obviously, but, like, wherever they choose to take it, I am totally here for it. And I hope that, it's like, I don't need the story to be anything close to the same, but I would like the feelings that it gives me to be the same. Or similar, you know? You ready? Yep. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for stopping by. Thank you for all the questions. Sorry we didn't get to all of them, but we would literally be here for days. Um, If you want to keep in touch with me uh, in between videos, you can find me at Geek Remix a lot on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Uh, If you want to support Mari and I in creation of videos and podcasts, you can find our Patreon is patreon.com slash geekremix. My name is Mari. You can find me find me at Geek Remix on Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. Most of the time, I'm just shit posting, so don't expect anything meaningful. Don't expect anything. It's just too like much. aliens and you know boobs, um, witchcraft. All right, thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.